Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Um, this we're like, what are we at? Week six now? Week six. We're halfway through. Yeah. More. Are you, yeah. Are you guys enjoying this? <laughs> this whole different season of authors. We hope so. Yeah. Um, Sarah, how are you? What are you reading right now? I'm good. Um, well, you know, I just breezed through Iron Flame in like 12 seconds. No big deal. No big deal. Um, um if you guys hadn't listened to our thoughts in last week's minisode, go do that. Yes. For sure. Mm-hmm. But high level summary for those who missed. High level summary. Loved, but definitely not as much as uh, Fourth Wing. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Definitely surprised at the end for sure. Yep. Um. But yeah, I think, I don't know. I think the hype was more than mm. I thought. But mm. you want to hear all the details? Go listen to last week's mini so Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I agree it wasn't as good as Iron Flame. Or wasn't as good as Fourth Wing, mm-hmm. I mean. But I still really enjoyed it. Yeah. Alas. Anyway, mm-hmm. go listen to our thoughts on that. But yes. anything else, Sarah? Yeah. Um, so I read this book that actually one of our listeners had sent a like reel of. They're like, have you read this? And I was like, what is this? Um, it's called How Does It Feel by mm-hmm. Janine O'Reilly. And the video is like this girl basically like, freaking out literally freaking out (laughs) at the end she's like you've never seen it coming like it'll destroy you because i think the the dedication the beginning of the book is like i hope this book destroys you basically yeah and i'm like uh okay so i picked it up i read it really enjoyed it was a hundred percent completely floored at the end was not expecting it and i'm not somebody that tries to pick up on details so like maybe you could have picked it up right i did not i was totally surprised um Definitely enjoyed it. Definitely would recommend it. Um, but yeah, so super, super good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's all. That's all I've got on my just read list. Fair enough. I mean, Iron Flame was massive in and yes, of itself. So it was. Two books is good. I know. And it's like we did the midnight release, which yes. I thought was so much fun. The midnight release was so much fun. Yes. It was not near as like big as a Harry Potter well, midnight release. It's a new thing again. It is. So it's like if we can like rebuild, although with all of the issues that this release had, I don't know if it like ruined it. I don't know. For others. Again, listen to, listen to listen to last week's minisode. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, so I read Iron Flame and I also read Welcome to Faye Cafe yes. by Jennifer Crop, mm-hmm. which was just fun. Yeah, it's just delightful. Like that's, yeah. it's joyful, delightful, like all the positive words. Yeah, just fun. Mm-hmm. I would recommend it for like a, just a good, light, Faye in the real world read. Yeah. Like, I just mm-hmm. enjoyed it. And I also love always when there's like a cast of people. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think it's more fun. Yeah. Right. Like that's one of the things I love about Akatar is like the inner circle. Right. So I, I enjoyed the whole cast, mm-hmm. the like Faye in the real world situation. It just, it was hilarious. Yeah. Welcome to Faye Cafe. Check it out. Yeah. Um. Okay. Sarah, what, what have we called this before? Like announcement quarter? announcement uh Was that what we were calling it for no forever? i feel like you had called it like oh maybe i don't know it's don't been know. so long since we've done one i like in a formal way right let's um, go with it i'm, I'm sure. in 
um, announcements. Mm-hmm. We had Q&A yep. last week. Mm-hmm. So that was for our Faye and fam members. Yep. We hope you guys enjoyed. Yes. Um, And y'all have that available on Patreon now if you missed it. Mm-hmm. And if y'all want to listen to it, check out our Patreon. Yep. It's available there for our and fan members mm-hmm. um and then also patreon related we have book club next weekend so not like this sunday but next sunday right and we're talking iron flame yes so if you can't get enough if you need your iron flame fix or so, you want to vent about something yes let's go yeah sign up for the fan level of patreon yes um, and speaking of fam members, mm-hmm. we got two new ones. Yes. Um, so I want to welcome Cindy W. and Kara T. to the fam. Welcome, welcome. And we're, thank you, thank you. We're so grateful for you. Always so grateful. Um. Okay, let's see. Ooh, we have one more announcement. Mm-hmm. We released a magazine, everybody. Yeah, I don't know why we don't start with this. This is like the biggest know. news ever. But... We released a magazine. We released a magazine. And the physical copy of the magazine is only open for so long. Yes. Like Sarah and I, we are doing this out of our homes. Mm-hmm. So if you want a physical copy of issue one, you need to order it by December 17th. Yes. So get on it. Do we need to do a little recap of what the magazine is? Let's do it. Okay. Have you, have you not heard this yet? All our Instagram has been is I know romanticine. I'm so sorry. Like <laughs> if y'all don't care, we're so sorry. So sorry. But we're excited about it. We are. It is something Sarah and I have been spending what, like a year working on? Yes. Literally mm-hmm. a year. And there's so many things in it. There's mm-hmm. like we kind of like wanted it to be the magazines you loved growing up where you would like take your quizzes and like circle the things and have Mm -hmm. fun stories to read, but like elevated for adults, for adults (laughs) and for the romanticy genre. Yes. So, right. We have like book recommendations, but not boring book recommendations. Like you get in like the library magazine, Mm -hmm. like things to be looking forward to this season what we're currently reading movie and tv shows coming out that you should know about in the mm-hmm. genre um quit we talked about quizzes we talked about like recipes playlists author interviews yeah stories fun features like a, a mini book written by alex that's happening in it <laughs> there's so many things you guys so lots of community highlight moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some of our fam actually are spotlighted in it. They gave us some of their um, Goodreads reviews. So there's a whole section for like different books and just people's opinions. Like we want everybody to be involved. This is a community thing. So yeah, um, yeah go check it out. And if you want to be involved, if you've got like if you've ordered it mm-hmm. and a if you've gotten it already. Yeah send us pics right tell us what you know leave us a review um but if you have thought of ideas of things that we could do but also maybe you want to participate in it somehow Mm -hmm. whether you have a store and you want to get an ad or you want to participate in the community highlights page or maybe you want to write something for it i don't know yeah reach out to us we want to like make this a thing for all of us to be excited about and to participate in yes and i think we skipped this part but it's a quarterly magazine oh yes yes so this is the winter edition so it's everything going on between december and the end of february yes it's gonna be quarterly Mm -hmm. there's a physical option and a digital option yes um so yeah yeah so go check it out remember december 17th that's the last day to order the physical but to order the physical copy digital will be available for the whole like three months yeah. span of the magazine after that we're gonna switch on over though to pre-orders of volume two Woo-hoo. Woo. hey alex yes sarah um i was just wondering do you have plans on january 29th 2024 uh, let me see i think i do oh yes please do tell i believe we're hosting a midnight release party for CC3. Ah! It's no big deal or anything. We just partnered with a local bookstore called The Bookseller here in Atlanta. Um, so exciting. Yes. So exciting. We've been wanting to do this since basically we found out that CC3 was launching. Exactly. Like, uh, as soon as we had a date, 
Yes. We were like, this is what's happening. Yes. So and we've been scoping. Yes. We've been planning. And so it's much fun happening. Stuff. Yes. So we're going to host a midnight release party mm-hmm. with this amazing bookstore. And there's going to be games and activities and food and swag bags. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be so much fun. I've We've never like hosted yeah like an event before yeah so this is huge for us like business wise but this is also going to be the most exciting thing ever yeah so the tickets everything is going to be listed on our instagram page Mm -hmm. but definitely go check it out there's a limited amount of tickets um i think 50 is what the bookstore can hold um so go grab it if you're in the atlanta area it's gonna be a fun little party yes um okay i think that's an announcement corner wise yes what do we got going on mini sewed this week this week something a little different but not really um so something we've done before but added a little a little spice a little zhuzh to it Ooh, spice so we're doing creature battle bracket love it but the entire sjm universe yes but also in video video you guys you guys will see our faces yes (laughs) you will this has literally never happened we don't even know how this is going to go recording wise i know if you guys hate it we're sorry (laughs) you you can tell us very nicely thank you but we're okay but Um. you guys are podcasters (laughs) for a reason (laughs) but we hope you guys enjoy that this episode um so we'll have we'll have both available yeah audio and visual yeah and then interview this week whoop whoop Allie Lewis, mm-hmm. author of The American Gauntlet. Yes. This was a Sarah book. This was a total me book. This is like what I wish my life was, yes. like competing in a reality TV show. It was delightful. Yes. It was so much fun to read. I felt like there were like little pieces of all my favorite like reality competition mm-hmm. shows yep. in one epic reality competition love story goodness yes and i think my favorite thing that ali was talking about is the fact that her family has been on reality tv shows as in multiple like shows plural yeah i was like i have never i don't know i'm convinced that we have to definitely at least try now to apply have to sarah (laughs) we have to i think we would make bomb partners on anything we've done amazing as you know partners in this so we can do it it could translate to anything anything okay (laughs) so anywho we hope you guys enjoy yes this interview with Allie lewis welcome back everybody welcome back we have another amazing author to share with you today her name is Allie lewis and she wrote american gauntlet Allie, thank you so much for being here today hi thank you so much for having me i'm so excited yeah. Um, so, Allie, tell us a little bit more about you. Sarah and I love a personality test. So if you know those, drop them in. But we just want to get to know you a little bit more. Yes. Yeah. So I'm Allie Lewis. I am an indie author, so independently published. Um, I live in Houston with my husband. Uh, we live in the Burbs, big, big suburbs people. Um, <laughs> we have two dogs right now, and I have many houseplants, and they all have names. Um, they're like sort of old lady names. I like, love it. I look up like 1950s popular names. So we've got Phyllis and we've got Wanda and Doris and <laughs> lots of, oh, lots of others. Are there any um, male plants or are they all female? No, they're all, I call them my ladies. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, like make sure you open the blinds for the ladies, you know? So <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> no male plants. We can't keep anything alive in the Houston summers. Uh, outdoors so it's all indoors indoor plants I love it, though. <laughs> and your dogs um, don't get at them no they don't they are honestly, angels they're little angels so <laughs> i love it stay away from the plants um but my husband and i are actually expecting our first child here so exciting that's amazing yes. we are she's coming in the next like five weeks or so so mm. we are just gearing up for that so whenever she's a toddler she'll probably get at the plants we'll need to like figure something out there but (laughs) we've got some time wait so if you love like old lady names are you naming her an old lady name i wouldn't categorize her name as an old lady name um but i love i love but a lot of those are making a resurgence like i keep saying yeah oh like the most popular like names right now and a lot of them are like coming back in style so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah but i think um for me like personality wise love a personality test 
um, my Hogwarts house. I've taken all the all the quizzes, all the tests, and every single time it is Gryffindor. Me too. <laughs> Which I always thought it was going to be Ravenclaw. Like I was like, I think I'm a Ravenclaw, and it's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop trying to make Ravenclaw happen. It's <laughs> <laughs> like you're Gryffindor. And then um, Enneagram, I am an Enneagram one wing two. So. Allie, you and I are literally the same person. Like those are both of my personality tests as well. So I love, love it when that. people understand me. Yes, for sure. Yes, we get each other. Mm-hmm. Um, on a total side note, and like I think I personally love the girl because I had hoped for a girl and I liked the name Fern. And I think that could be really cool because it's an old lady name and you name your plants <laughs> after people. What if you named your daughter after a plant? I'm just randomly throwing that out there. Consider yes, it. I love that name. And that one I think is like coming back too. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, my maiden name is Daffern. Um, and so I thought it was like a fun ode to that. Didn't have a girl, had a boy. Ruined the whole plan. <laughs> but anyway. Um, okay. So Allie, what inspired you to be an author? Yeah, so I remember being like six or seven years old and watching the movie Matilda. Which is the best. The best. Love it. It's so good. And of course, based on the book by Roald Dahl, but I saw the movie first and I it was like a transformative experience for me. Like I was like, I and I would have been in kindergarten at that time. And so and she was in kindergarten. And I was like, I want to be Matilda. Like I like she is everything. I like made her my whole personality, just the way she's independent and likes to escape by reading and I like you know of course was super young then but was already like super interested in books and um I remember like my first trip to Barnes and Noble my uncle took me for my first chapter book and I got I got Robin Hood it was the Robin Hood like kids chapter book version um so I like have a vivid vivid memory of that so then ever since then I was like I am Matilda and you know in the movie she like reads the classics yeah she's Mm -hmm. like reading Moby Dick and Charles Dickens and so I like like throughout elementary school um had my mom like take me to Barnes and Noble whenever it was like my birthday and I would have her like get like point out all of the classics that were like I that I could that were age appropriate in terms of like content. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're not going to read the Scarlet Letter here, but <laughs> like, I like got like Oliver Twist and like The Secret Garden and I got Moby Dick and I was like, I'm reading it. And so I would sit there and, you know, quote unquote, read it. Like, I would read the words. Like, I wasn't, of course, like comprehending much <laughs> right. of it. Except for like Oliver Twist. I was like, I kind of get that one and <laughs> like right. A Christmas Carol. But I was like, yes. So I became, I was like, loved books. And I'm like, if little Allie could be like my bookshelves now, it's like fantasy, like contemporary rope. I'm like, no, we we are not, we're not the big classics gal now. You got the but, classics out of the way when you were young. Yes. Free up the space. For- yeah. I do love a good Pride and Prejudice reread. But mm. anyways, that was, I just like, from a young age, loved reading. And then, um, just kind of never thought like, oh, like you could write it. You could write too. Um, I, I like went to school for journalism and was always writing, always writing, just writing nonfiction, like writing, um, you know, the facts until I graduated and started working. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot. So that's the long, <laughs> that's the whole, that's the whole shebang right there. I love it. So is American Gauntlet the first book you've ever written? It's not. It's the second book that I, the second piece of fiction like I've ever written. Um, I published my first book, Brought to Light, in August of 2022, um, and then um, published American Gauntlet in June of this year, 2023. But I actually made Brought to Light unavailable for right now because I'm remastering it because it was my first, like, it was just me dipping my toes into like, just think, do I like this? Do I not? Yeah. And so then um, after I felt like I got the hang of it and I, I wrote American Gauntlet and I was like so proud of it. And I was like, this is like, can be in a bookstore. Like this is like 
you know, chef's kiss. I was very proud of it. I was like, mm, they could, we could do, we could do a little work on the first one. So yep. I think there's no shame in that and wanting all of my work to be like at the same level. So it was, it was my American Gauntlet was my second book, but I, I feel like it was in a way like my first, like true, like work that I was super proud of and happy to have out there. I love that. It, Sarah and I love a story where people just like get out there and try something yeah. and like you just do it and then you'll get better when you go along with it. But it's like you never know and you'll never get better unless you like try. So that's really inspiring to hear that. Yeah, it was it was like the scariest thing yep. ever um, putting the first one out there. Um, and then like I just learned so much from it and like was so happy that I did like self-publish my first one because I started building my audience and have yep. connected with so many great like readers and fans and I'm like oh like if you love this one like wait until this next one that I've got so <laughs> it was yeah it was a fun experience I love that also did you see the new well it's not new new now but the new Matilda movie new Matilda yeah there was a new Matilda it was a no. musical too yeah I oh. have I've seen um, the Broadway musical yeah. of Matilda in New York, and it was it's my favorite show that I've ever seen. So I've seen uh, I've seen the Broadway show. I haven't seen like the new film. It, it, I've heard. I never got to see the Broadway show, but I heard it's really true to the Broadway show. And like the songs in there are incredible. So Sarah, you got. I know you're not a huge fan of musicals, but you got to mm -hmm. try it. But I love and, Matilda. I would do it for Matilda. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, so let's turn to American Gauntlet. Let's talk a little bit about this amazing book. Um, mm -hmm. First off, when I read the summary, I was like, Alex, we have to read this book. I I love reality TV shows. My sister yes. got me so into them and especially the competition ones. Like we grew up watching Survivor. That was a staple. Like every Thursday night in the Grimaldi household, it was Survivor night for the whole family. Um I was, Sarah was, will be on the show. One I day. will be on Survivor <laughs> or the Amazing Race or some competition show. Like I am destined to get on and destined to win. I've already determined this in my life, <laughs> um, and I'm sure you do too because we're the same personality. So I assume you assume that you could do it too. Um, yes, one hundred percent. Yes. Um, so what? Like, were there certain shows that kind of inspired American Gauntlet? Was this like your own? Like, if you could create a show, this is what you would have done. Like, how did you get inspired for this whole challenge? Yes. Well, like you, I'm a big reality TV competition person. Mm -hmm. um, and my husband is too. And so um, like, I don't like watch a ton of um, like, just regular TV shows, you know, like Gilmore Girls or anything like that. But I'm like, if I'm watching TV, it's like, people out there doing crazy things on these competitions, <laughs> yep. for, like crazy amounts of money. Yep. Um, and my family actually has like, a, a game show thing but they're more it's more game show and okay. not as much like reality tv competition but like i've had like my immediate family members on like they've like won the prices right <gasps> and they've been what? <laughs> yes. oh my, my mom was on wheel of fortune <gasps> that's so cool. millionaire i mean we've like oh family feud how have you that. been selected like i don't understand how how do you do this i need the formula I think my mom should like do like an online course about like how to be selected for game shows because it's all her and I haven't been on one yet like they were on Family Feud when I was like in elementary school and um anyways it's a whole like it's really just putting yourself out there because most people are like oh I'll just never make it so why even try and it's really just like <laughs> putting it out there but anyways we love a game show but I I really love like reality TV competitions and so I wanted to write this book and um, also like one thing I, I didn't mention about like the books that I write and like have plans to write um, is that they're, I call, I call them exciting stories about love because I am like a romance girly, but I like need, I need like a lot of plot. Like I need there to be like a lot going on. I think that's why I love like fantasy romance mm -hmm. is because there's so much there's always so much going on. Mm -hmm. So I was just kind of conceptualizing this book. And I was like, thinking about these shows that I love. And um, I was like, Oh, we got to have like, two competitors who are gonna fall in love like this has got to happen. So show me all day, every yeah. day. <laughs> love a showman. 
So um, I'm a huge fan of The Challenge, which is on MTV. Yes. Yes. Love The Challenge. So I would say that was like, that's one of the bigger like influences of it, but I wanted to make it like The Challenge on steroids. And so I I think I'm going to date myself with this, (laughs) but I used to love watching like when I was in like middle school, loved watching Fear Factor. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like the Joe Rogan Fear Factor era was Mm -hmm. like, I remember sitting in front of the TV watching it and just being fascinated. And um, also like my husband adores Survivor. And so there were some, you know, influences from that. And um, like also like random other shows, American Ninja Warrior and just different things. So I just wanted to kind of make the ultimate like reality game show like tv competition um and just kind of mesh it all together and then add in like adding in the phases and and different things like that to try to keep it um simple because it's hard to describe it in words when you're not watching it on tv so i was like how can we divide this up so yeah lots of different influences that came together to form american gauntlet well i definitely felt like all those different game shows like especially mtv that was the challenge that was kind of yep. like my sister's ultimate show so i've seen a whole bunch of that and i felt that like energy and i was totally loving it um and so i guess in that regard like what was your favorite challenge to write about and why because i know there was like all the different phases so which one was kind of your favorite yes yeah i i love this question i think um i think my favorite one to write about was probably the grit phase Mm -hmm. um which was like the last phase before the gauntlet and they're like going through like psychological warfare like yes (laughs) like some craziness going on and it was funny just because like when I was writing it um I was like how much like how much do I put in here to where people understand that this is like really intense and this is like you know, they're going, this is, this is a lot to go Mm -hmm. through. Of course, it's a lot of money to win. So I wanted the stakes to be really high, but I also didn't want to like turn my audience off of like, ew, this is gross. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) like some of the eating challenges. I know people are like, oh gosh. Um, So I was like, kind of worried about that. And I was like, you know what, if, if I'm writing something that makes you have like a physical reaction, then or like a really strong reaction. I think that I've like done my job well. So um, anyway, so I was like, I'm just going all in. We're going to make it a little bit gross. Um, It's going to be a lot to read, but then you're going to understand like what they're going through. And so I really enjoyed writing it. And then like what I've heard from readers is that that was like, like they weren't like turned off to the book. Like they were like, yeah, Not at all. it was, it was like a lot, mm-hmm. but we like, I'm glad it was there because it helped just intensify the book. Absolutely. Yeah. The grit phase, especially, I feel like I was like in the desert with them. Like, yep. oh, I'm so thirsty. Like thinking about how thirsty they are. <laughs> like, I just felt terrible for them. And then, you know, the struggle, like, I don't want to be too spoilery, but like the whole needle thing, like that came out of nowhere for me. And I was so surprised that like, that was the fear and that was it was so great a fear that he made that decision so I was just it blew my mind but I loved how you incorporated like the fear that he never thought would happen um so I'll just I'll keep it at that I'll keep it I'll try to be ambiguous and not totally spoil it in case anybody hasn't read it yet um so let's talk about our main characters Danny and Joss um I love Joss first off like that Australian surfer vibe. He mm-mm, is mm-mm, so mm-mm. precious and just like the kindest human. And I absolutely love that about him because I, I feel like a lot of times you don't get just genuinely kind male leads. It's like that, like grumpy and kind <laughs> of in their heads and morally gray and all those things. So just like a genuinely nice guy. I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. I was like, what's bad about him? Like, when's it going to happen? Nothing. Nothing. I just <laughs> love that. Uh, and then Danny was just so fun. Cause I love that she wasn't just a typical, just like, she was a hardcore girl that loved to work out. And she loved that she was like physically built. And I think you don't see that a lot in women. So I thought that was really refreshing to just get a different type of female like lead in a book. So I really enjoyed mm-hmm. just the the personalities and the dynamics of that in and of itself. Um, but then together, I love them as a team. Um, and I thought they made a better team, you know, than Danny and her sister. Is it Lana or Lana? 
So point of contention okay. in our household. <laughs> so I say Lana and I like wrote her as Lana, but my mm-hmm. husband, I I swear every character I write, he like pronounces the name the opposite. So he's a, he says Lana. Okay. Um, but you're but the author, so you get to be right. Yes. Right. He was just like, you need to pull, like put a poll on Instagram. But I think most people <laughs> say Lana. Yeah. Um, but I say Lana, but either one is great, but I say Lana. Okay. Well, I'll go Lana since that's how you say it. Um, so what do you think made Danny and Joss a better team than Danny and Lana? Like, even though they're sisters and they've been partners in crime their whole life, like what, what do you think was the change? Yeah, I think for Danny and Lana, like a lot of times with these shows, if you have history with your partner, then that is a, like a beneficial aspect to have. You like have this history, you know, each other, you know how to like interact. Um, But I think in their case, their history was almost a hindrance because we see like throughout the story that they are sort of discovering this new sister dynamic of Danny has always had to take care of her um, and her other sister, Penny. And and she's always been like, had, had that on their shoulders. And now that Lana's an adult, she's like, I just want to be, you know, I just want to be your sister. Like, let's, you know, you don't have to take care of me anymore. And so I think they're having this whole like evolution of their, of their relationship. And I think that actually hindered them in the competitions. And then also, of course, we know that Lana didn't necessarily hold up her end of the bargain when it came to preparation. So I think um, that was also another thing that hindered them. And so I think when Danny and Joss came together, it was like, all right, we've got a clean slate. And this can either be great, or it could be a disaster. But I think they just have so much natural chemistry. And they were um, just like complimenting each other so well in their strengths um, and also like letting each other take the reins in certain parts, um, which I think um, is a big thing for Danny. She never wants to rely on anyone. And so she's having to rely on it on a new partner. So I think that this sort of new dynamic um, helped them be better partners than, than she and Lana. Yeah, I I mean I totally agree. Like, especially I could not believe Lana didn't train. I was like, really? You're a you're a college athlete. Nine. How are you not training for this? Like this seems like the epic competition of a lifetime for you. You're an athlete, but I can't judge. It's fine. <laughs> um so there's a saying that, you know, we are the people who we surround ourselves with. Um, how do you think Danny's family and friends and even fellow contestants impacted her ability to compete on the show? Yeah, I think um, being in, on the compound, like with all and like living with all of the people they're competing with was like really difficult for her to wrap her mind around as I think it would be anyone. Yep. Um, and I think she had this whole mindset of I'm going to go here and I'm going to keep everyone at arm's length and I'm just going to get the job done. And it's just, that's going to be the end of it because I think that's how she is in her real life. She has her close circle. She's got her family and she's got Ford and she's like, I don't really need anyone else like in my close-knit circle like this is how I protect myself and so I think um what was really difficult for her was like oh like I really enjoy being around Najee and like Sarge is really endearing and uh I think having to like confront this feeling of oh like I'm having a difficult time keeping these people at arm's length I think that um definitely affected her in the competitions and um of course especially with joss it's like the whole battle of i i like want to be around you but also i like need you to to lose the competition and so i think that it did end up at the end of the book just making her stronger mentally of like okay i can let people in but also i can i can get this done um i think that's something that she'll take with her in her post-american gauntlet life yeah I think Najee was probably one of my favorite characters. I agree. And the pranks like that, it it just surprised me. And it made me so happy. Like the fake spiders and stuff that he would plan. I was cracking up because I would freak out. I'm terrified of bugs. So like I just (laughs) imagined her like opening a drawer and finding a spider or like being in the shower and finding it. It's so elementary, but it's like 
it's so funny and it's such like camp life vibes that you yep. would do. And it, that's what they felt like. They became this like camp family, just like living together and like Sarge being like the dad of the group. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was so sweet. And like, I just think about when she was braiding Najee's hair, like before the challenge, cause he was just like terrified cause his brother was gone. And it was just, it was really sweet. Like the bonds that she formed and how they were all so different. But I think it's all like, she's going to take them home with her forever. And yeah. I just love the relationships that she built with these characters. Yeah, I, I think I wanted there to be nuance because I think it's easy to like write a competition show and then like they're all we all hate each other. We all like wanna wanna win and of course we've got our like we've got our villains, you know. Yep. <laughs> we've got our villains. Yep. But, For sure. <laughs> but I did want there to be like nuance of like this just emotional underlayer of of the characters. Um and also on on the note of pranks is I it, like love pranks like I like you am a prank girl and so yeah in college the house that me and my two roommates lived in our senior year was like literally infested with cockroaches this like, no. like we were killing all the cockroaches every single day they were like in our silverware drawer like, oh my oh god my god. <gasps> yes. yeah it was it was truly terrible but then I ordered this a bag of plastic cockroaches on Amazon for like three dollars and so then I would leave <laughs> would leave the cockroaches around and so they could never know if they were real or not it was like is this cockroach real is it hilarious not? and so yeah I still have them and I will like me and my husband will take turns like hiding it for the other so um, oh my gosh for my grandma my grandma was like <laughs> the biggest prankster ever and so I just inherited it from her so I was like we gotta put this in the book I That's love that. so cute that your grandma, I don't know why when old people like, I, I say old people, I'm sure your grandmother is not that old, but when I think of older people doing like ridiculous things, it's just so much more comical yeah. and so sweet and precious. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not at that well, age in my life yet. On the side <laughs> note, did, Betty White did a whole show of old people doing pranks. Did you ever see that? What? No. Yeah. It was a, it was, it was a reality TV show where... Oh. She had a bunch of old people pranking folks and they were recording it. It was hilarious. That's so funny. You oh. should... I need to find this. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this this feels like the niche for both of you right now. Yes. Um, okay, so at the end, I was I was actually surprised. I thought the other shoe was dropping with Joss when they like completed the gauntlet and won. Um I guess that's a spoiler, whatever they win. Um, <laughs> but he wound up giving up his winnings in the end and he gave them to Danny. And I was just completely astounded because everybody came onto this show for a reason. And his was a phenomenal reason. Um, you know, his backstory with having cancer and wanting to like raise awareness and help out kids that had what he had. That's a huge thing. Like that's really hard to step away from that kind of winnings for that. I was really surprised that he did that, but I was really excited that he did too, because I know how desperately Danny really needed that money for her family, for Penny, who I thought that was incredible that she was wanting to do such an amazing thing for Penny. Mm -hmm. um, but so he gave it all up. And like, why do you think he decided to change and like give her the money at the end? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I feel like there's a lot of layers here, mm -hmm. but I think one thing for... For Danny, the goal was always, I'm coming to win the money because I'm going to use this money. And for Joss, it was more, I'm coming to like send a message. And he had never spoken about using the money for anything in particular. But, and I didn't write this because I think it would be overkill, but I always thought he would not take the money for himself. Like I, he would like donate it or, you know, put it towards something really that he, because he was like, I don't need this. I have a job. I'm happy. Like he's perfectly content. Um, and also his, you know, original partner, Ryder, um, like I put in there that he's like a football player now with NIL, the mm -hmm. NIL deals, they like get all this money. So I'm like, they don't need it. Yeah. And so I didn't want to write that he was going to donate it all. Cause I think that's just, I think it's a little much mm -hmm. it's like, I think, it, I think you'd be a little overkill. It's like, all right, we get it. Yeah. But, you're a good guy. Okay. Yeah. Like, all right, <laughs> we got, like, we got it. Um, so I feel like when it came down to, um, like Dax presenting him with this choice of like, you can, you can have it all or 
um, you know, you can split it. And then he's like, hmm, well, like, I, I could, like, have this whole sum, just not for myself. And so I think it was like, this thing of like, I know that she needs this. And so I think it was an easy decision for him. And I think it was just backed by the fact that he wasn't ever really trying to win the money. It was more about the message he was sending. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was not something that he had like, planned to do. And I think if it was like, the end of the show, and you're like, great, you win. All right, then he would, you know, take the money or I don't know, just I think it would have I think the decision, the choice that he was given of you can keep this all for yourself, but um, that's what spurred him along. So, yeah, I think I think a lot of layers there, but um, I have had readers like message me saying that they had leukemia as a kid and they really appreciate the representation or like, mm-hmm. oh, if I had had someone like that, like I've had people message me about this which I was just so taken off guard and I was like oh my goodness like this is amazing and why just having diverse characters is so important Mm -hmm. and so anyways I just kind of love that about him but I think I think he know he like knew that Danny would put this money to good use and he was like easy decision yeah I love it. I think he made the right decision because I was so happy that they got together (laughs) at the end and he was just there to support her and her family. So that made me super happy. Yeah. Um, So Allie, this, you said earlier, this is the second book you've written. Um, Would love to hear a little bit about your process there and what advice you would have for somebody if they were wanting to jump in and start writing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like this is such a like an in, like I feel like any author you ask is going to have a different response. Yep. But I think for me, what worked was just not putting any expectation on myself whatsoever. When I just literally opened up a blank document and like started writing, mm-hmm. um, for me, I didn't tell a soul other than my husband that I was writing a book, um, like. Me and my mom and my sister are best friends, and I like didn't tell them. Like, I mean, I, I literally <laughs> told no one other than my husband. Um, and I think that was really important for me because I didn't have anyone else's expectations on me. Like, mm. oh, like how's it going? When are you gonna like? Are you gonna publish it? Are you gonna like try to get a book deal? Are you gonna self publish? You know, there's just so many, so many things and um, like expectations from others. So I think it was like very important for me to just see if I enjoyed writing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I found out that I did and I, and I loved it. And so um, like announcing that I'd written a book, I didn't announce it until I had had it edited um, and was like, like had it up on Amazon where you could see it. It wasn't, I wasn't publishing it yet, but you could see the release date. Um, So that for my first book, that was like huge for me. And then with the, with the second one, um, my like my first real true book baby I feel um getting feedback from others is like the worst no one likes no one <laughs> likes to receive <laughs> criticism mm-hmm. but it was so important in making American Gauntlet what it like what it is um and I've got a phenomenal editor who's the best she's a friend from college and she's just she's amazing love her so I have an editor and then I also had um an author friend um, read it and then provide feedback. And I specifically chose her because I knew that she would be like brutally honest, mm, <laughs> like yes. very, very honest. And um, also, she's just like so talented. Her name is Tay Rose. Um, she published a book this year, Threaded. We actually interviewed Tay on the, oh, on the podcast. She's also no part of the season and had a chance to chat with her. That's so fun. Yes. So we actually went to high school together. Oh, wow. Um, we were in different grades and our high school was 4,000 people. Um, but we like knew, we knew like we had met and like, we just, we weren't like, like close friends um, just because our, our high school was big and we were in different grades, but knew of each other. And then we like reconnected on Instagram, on bookstagram after awesome. I had like said that I wrote a book and, um, I had like messaged her because I just loved her content. And I was like responding to something that she had posted on her stories. And then I didn't realize that we went to high school together. And then she had said something like, Oh, like hope everything's well in Houston or like whatever. And then I was like, 
oh my gosh, like, <laughs> like, like, hey. And so then I had to tell her, I was like, I was like, cause now she doesn't live in Houston. And so anyways, it was this whole crazy thing that we ended up reconnecting via Instagram. And so she actually um, provided my like beta, beta read feedback and was hugely instrumental in, in making American Gauntlet what it is. Um, she has like really great feedback about even just like little things like emotions and, and things like that are like, nah, no one's going to believe this. Like you got to <laughs> change this. And so anyways, I would say find someone to give you feedback. That's going to be very honest because a lot of authors will send their book out to like beta readers and they're like, it's great. And it's so good. But I would like find another author who like will be honest. Even though it's really difficult, like sometimes I would have to like take in feedback and then I would lay down on my bed and just like stare into the abyss for like 30 minutes, <laughs> just like digesting what is yeah. like, what was going on. So, but it it's like, that's what made this book what it is. So I love that. That's so good. So I know you, you mentioned Tay as, as an author friend that you really love, and we know you love Matilda, but curious if there are any other authors out there that you really admire. Yes. Well, um, I mean, there's like countless, <laughs> countless authors who I like love yeah. their, their writing and their work, but someone whose journey I like really admire is um, Sarah Adams. She's a, she's like a rom-com writer. I don't know if you're yeah. familiar, but um, so she started out as like an independently published author, indie author. Um, and then she wrote many books and then like got, now is like a traditionally published author. She got a book deal and, and things like that. But what I really like about her journey is that she didn't write one book and then it like blew up on TikTok. And she had a book deal, which happens so much now, which is great. I'm like, hey, TikTok, if you want to blow up my book, <laughs> great. Like, Let's go. <laughs> like I will, I will take it. But that's just not the reality for so many indie authors. So I love how she, like, just kept grinding, kept pushing out her books. She had posted something one time about um, how, like, when she started her Instagram account she had like 10 followers and was like reaching out to book reviewers and was like, please, like, will you please read my book? And I was like, that was literally me with my first book. Like, Hey, like this is, it's, I, I'm brand new. Will you please like read and review my book? And it's just such a humbling experience. And so I was like, man, she started out with like the same way that I did. And so I've just, I really like appreciate her journey of like, just keeping on writing and keeping on um, putting out books that you love and eventually like, you know, you're going to find that success. So I really appreciate her journey um, as a writer. And I, I hope that that will also be, you know, my journey. Yeah. Well, speaking of that journey, I know you mentioned you're expecting, but is there anything book wise on the horizon for you in the future? Yes. Yeah. So I haven't like told told this to anyone. Um, Ooh, breaking news. So, yeah. Breaking <laughs> news. Um, so I'm actually working right now on getting the audiobook of American Gauntlet produced. Oh, so that's so exciting. have an audiobook. Yes. Which audiobooks are like the fastest growing book medium. And I've had so many people that are like, can you like, is there an audiobook? Can we have it on audiobook? And um, it's just a, it's a very long and expensive process but I think it's so worth it and mm -hmm. um so anyways working on that right now and then also I have started writing the next book which here it is American Gauntlet is a planned duology <gasps> so there is Ooh. one more book on the way that's okay. so exciting Okay, it felt like it had such a lovely ending, though. Who's the the star of this duology? Like, is it? If you can tell us, him? obviously, there's no pressure. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've like thought about like hmm, how will I? I never like to, you know, I never want to reveal too much um, before yeah. it's like fully written and and things like that. But yes, I I mean, I loved I loved the ending of this book, and I feel like if you just read it as a standalone, you're like satisfied with the ending. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, listen, they. It just got together. I haven't even said I love you yet. Like, okay. we're, I mean, and so, anyways, there's like a little hint of of what's to come on like the last page of the book yep. about where it may take place, mm -hmm. and and there will be another 
competition. Happening. I love it. Yes. So reunion yes. show. Let's go. I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> yes. But um, I know it's, it's really common now for, and I've also gotten a lot of questions about this, but for writers to like write a, a like a standalone and then have another book that is someone like a character from the first book. It's like yeah. their story, mm-hmm. um, which I've gotten a lot of questions about that. And this will still very much be Danny and Joss's story. I love it. But one of our crowd favorites, who we didn't get to see much in the first book, will have his own story Ooh. In, in it. Okay. So, Lots to come um, for that, but I'm really excited. I haven't told anyone yet, so this is like the first time. But I started writing it. It's and I just, I just don't, I can't make any like promises on really people are like release dates, things like that. And I'm like, because I'm like having a child. So. Yeah. yeah, do not put any, like Alex and I are both very new moms. Alex's yeah. son is about to be one. Mine's about to be two. Do not ever put pressure on yourself. And if people try to like. They had kids at one point, most likely, yeah. so they should or if remember. They, hadn't, they don't. They don't even know. No, they don't even know. So yeah. there's no pressure about, and don't put expectations on yourself. Like enjoy the, you know, your child is only going to be these few months old this one time. I'm going to so cry like, thinking about it. He's literally turning <laughs> one next week, and it like, oh my ugh. gosh, yeah, yeah. So I, um, yeah, have not like I've not said when that's coming, what's happening. Like I, that's why I haven't really said anything about it yet. I wanted to at least get through. Like I've like plotted it all out. It's it's all planned. I've started the writing, but we'll just um, you know I'll be like on a maternity leave where I'm not going to be writing at all, and then from then you know I'll be doing what I can when I can. So yeah. Um, yeah. it's hard to see like you see other, especially a lot of indie authors that are like putting out like three books a year and I'm like listen not <laughs> that might be my reality one day and I was like as the new mom that's not gonna be well, not gonna as be a it. new mom with a full-time job yes mm-hmm. take care of yourself do what yes. you can so well, that's that's what's happening I love it Ali if people want to follow along on this journey and stay up to date how can they stay in contact with you yeah the best way to um, keep up with me is on Instagram and my handle is author Allie Lewis. Um, and that's where I post like all of my updates um, and, you know, things like that. And my, I have a link on there with my website. Um, so yeah, ins- but Instagram is the one that I'm on the most. I do have a TikTok um, that is that I will update occasionally, but best place is Instagram for sure. Love it. Well, Allie, it was such a pleasure getting to chat with you today, learn more about you and talk about these characters. We absolutely loved reading your book and feel so blessed that you sent it to us. Um, So we're just, we're so grateful for that. And we're so happy you were able to join us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. um, And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. Check out our Patreon for more ways to support and connect with us for as low as $1 a month. You can also find us on Instagram at, at @fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye! Bye!